Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Missy Stevens, Mom and Dot 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 writer, foster care advocate, and today continuing education catcher upper. Ooh. I'm a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And today, officially not in menopause. I made it halfway. <laughs> is that is that TMI? I don't know, but. <laughs> We've had a lot of menopause themed guests on. And so I thought y'all should have the latest status. It's <laughs> clock is officially back at zero. So oh, yeah. I know. Well, today we are welcoming Emily Stark. We're so excited you're here. She is a mom and dot, 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 women's advocate, yoga enthusiast, and the creator of Marketable Mama. Her venture, Marketable Mama, supports working and return to work moms as they navigate their career journey. She helps women capitalize on the uniqueness of their passions, skills, and families to land fulfilling work. Emily coaches with great emphasis on work-life integration, leveraging in-depth trainings as a certified life coach and certified fair play facilitator. Emily is a certified in professional resume writing and has a master's in curriculum and instruction. When she takes her marketable mama hat off, Emily can be found snuggling with her family on the sunny beaches of Southern California or sneaking away to practice yoga. Oh, that sounds fabulous. I know. And the beach. Oh, welcome. Oh, <laughs> Thank you guys. I'm really happy to be here. That was a great introduction. Oh, it feels yeah. good to have your bio read, doesn't it? I know. It does. We should. We should give ourselves some credit. Well, Thank now you. speaking of that bio, uh, so that tells us a little bit of information about you and the career journeys that you help your clients on. But can you tell us a little bit about your own career journey and what led you to start Marketable Mama? Yeah. So I went into teaching and was very adamant about wanting to be a teacher and but then I realized that I just wanted to talk to the students and listen to them and like know what they were planning on doing I was in high grad so what their next step looked like and so mm -hmm. I found myself too often not even looking at my curriculum for the day and just sitting and talking to the students and so I eventually got into career coaching and then just being a mom it organically just unfolded that when my friends learned that I was into career coaching, then they would ask me like, what do you think I should do about this? What should I do about this? And mm -hmm. um, then it just became a, a side project, a passion project. And then when the pandemic hit, I was working on an outplacement firm at the time and their work, as you can imagine, really, mm -hmm. it was a huge uptick. Oh, sure. And then the side passion project with Mark Lava was really growing too. So I had to make a decision and, you know, my kids are home too. I have a 10 year old and a four year old there. That was a, it's a high demand time, you know, and yeah. also like a really cool time for me as an educator in my past, I was really excited to be a part of that with them and not, you know, drop them off and wave goodbye, but mm -hmm create some activities and some learning experiences too. Mm -hmm. So while all that was happening, I just had to let go of the outplacement firm and just really wanted to devote my time to my family and, and grow in marketable mama a little bit more. So 
that's how I've gotten here. And the last couple of years have, have been really exciting. And I feel like I'm finally, you guys may feel this way too, that after a couple of years, you get to a stride and, but the first little bit, you're, it's just don't really know what, what to do, you know, yeah, or yeah. what this is going to look like. But I, I felt like I'm getting to that place now and it feels really good. Well, yeah, running a business good. is a whole different skill set than, yeah. you know, helping We learned new things just them. today. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, we yes. do. We learned that we don't have to file our taxes since our LLC didn't start until 2022. That took a while. Oh, that's that good. I know. One I, less thing on the to-do list. I know. I'm going to yeah. take a nap this afternoon <laughs> instead, I think. Right? I know. I was like, I think I might finish my book. I mean, not the one I'm writing, the one I'm reading. Heaven forbid. Um so I imagine as listening to you say that you are a good listener and that your mom friends used to come and talk to you and say, what do I do? So between that and your work with Marketable Mama, you get to hear from a lot of different women <laughs> who are trying to figure out what's next. And are there any common threads from your clients or from your friends with these career life struggles and obstacles? Yeah. And it's with me too. I think I can really empathize with a lot of the women that I speak with and talk to. I had my son totally unplanned. Um, it wasn't, so I was definitely not ready. And I think yeah. when that happens, it throws everything off in your mm -hmm. life in general. And so the empathy piece is there, but some threads that I see a lot with clients, so found three profiles of women that I work with. They're not all the same, but they, I've seen some trends there. Mm, yeah. So one is a women in career pause. So they have two months, 12 years, and everywhere in between, they have focused on their family and now they're wanting to, you know, broaden their, or dip back into their professional sphere of themselves. Yeah. And then the other is working moms that just need a change. And that population has really grown in the past year. So that is another group that I work with. And then the other is explorer. So working moms or part-time or they're just feeling like there may be some room in their life to add on mm -hmm. something else or um, kind of going back to the flare play and life certification. This group is really working that angle of my skill set. So with the career pause mom, some threads that I see with that is just that, what have I missed? What have I been missing? That kind of yeah. idea. Um, nope. So one study that I saw on this was by the Tech Pixie. So this is a group that is a tech platform for people that are returning to work. They have lots of different things too, but they found that the career confidence is the number one hurdle that mm -hmm. working yep. um, people... <laughs> are struggling with and so a lot of my work is unlearning that like let's think about what skills that you do have and really I, I'd like to bring some questions and clear evidence of transferable skills and their value in the workplace because I think a lot of people in general if they're transferring to a different career sector or connecting the dots in that is right. just something that um I get my little detective hat on with. <laughs> and what, um, is there any way to even like avoid having that confidence even dip? Like if someone knows that they're mm. going to be taking a break or is it just a natural part of, you know, going into a, a lifestyle that, you know, you're not familiar with? 
Yeah, I think one thing that can be done to avoid that dip in confidence is keeping some focus on your industry. So listening to podcasts that are industry specific, keeping in touch with your colleagues, and then also getting on LinkedIn every once in a while. Mm. Um, and it's those things are not very time consuming. I don't feel like they would really pull you away, but also maybe having some projects that you are working on. So maybe if you are a graphic designer or something like that, like making your children's party invitations or something mm -hmm. like, like that. And then engaging your interests and professionally, but kind of twisting it a little bit. So yeah. I think little things like that can yeah. help. I like that. Yeah. I think a lot about the moms who, who either they plan to be away and they plan to go back in their industry and at some point realized that's not going to be the right thing for me, or perhaps they left the workforce during the pandemic and like a lot of people over the last two years have thought, I need to do something different, whether it's mm -hmm. because their eyes were open during the pandemic, or I think a lot of people realize time is short. So yeah. if they're in that situation and maybe they have kept up a lot of these skills for their old industry, but they want to move on. Like, how do you help them start figuring out what's next and what they have that can go forward and where they need to fill in some gaps? Yeah, I, I like to do um, a lot of work around values and I like to talk about their must-haves and mm. that is definitely something that's in my first session like what do you want what do you not want and then right. also thinking about their strengths a lot of times when you take a career pause or just when you take some time of reflecting you still do things that circle around your strengths and you may not even notice it so for example if I was just chatting with this mom not too long ago at my son's school that over the pandemic she lost her job but she stepped into a role with her daughter's girl scout troop and had taken on a very similar role in what she was doing in her last job and i find mm. that very very common wait yep. you know your skills you know you can do this mm -hmm. and so you just find different places right to to do it yeah. and then even at home like if you in your past, if you were into operations or logistics, you were likely doing something like that in your home too. And so mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is sitting back and noticing that because mm. I, I find that more often than not, the um, women that I work with, it, it's like a light bulb moment. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize I was doing that or yep. flexing mm. those strengths or adding value to these groups that I'm a part of in this way. And then, and also I feel like there's a lot of links between our strengths and then what's fulfilling to us. And then also that value system that I was referring to, like they sometimes circle around and swim around the same structure yes. within our yeah. um, container, you know, and values mm -hmm. are one of our favorite things to talk about. And so mm -hmm. everybody who brings it up, we like to ask, do you have a favorite values exercise or approach that you like to use with your clients to dive into that? Mm -hmm. mm. I think that because a lot of my work is career focused, I do ask a lot of questions about what are some, what are some trends that you are seeing in your life? Maybe that dated back to your first job that have been a thread. And what does that say about you and your value system? So for example, if you maybe started, you know, your first job when you were 16 or something, babysitting or helping your grandparents with 
their small business. What does that say about you and what has stuck with you throughout your career story or your journey? And how does that play into what's most important to you? And what do you want to take of that into your future, your next steps? Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of my work is very investigative, you know, like have, helping and guiding the client to figure out things about themselves that they normally don't think about. We're just so buried, at, you know, as, mm-hmm. as moms, especially, and all of our responsibilities. And so I think that is the biggest feedback or consistent feedback that I get is I don't, I don't, I didn't know this about myself, you know, or I didn't notice this about myself. And so I think a lot of it comes up the, the values and forward vision comes from just pausing and, and noticing and just realizing things about yourself that you don't see every day. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So it's another great case for a coach because I know because you, you need to do that yourself. Yeah. And you need somebody to pull it out because if I sit down with a piece of paper, I can't point out certain things. And so you hear certain things from your friends or family and you're like, oh, I probably am good at that. But it's really hard still to Mm -hmm. put words around it and then name it in such a way that it could actually go on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. And a resume is a really great tool. I love starting out with that because I ask, tell me about a a typical day here. What did you do? What did you accomplish? And I, and a lot of times, you know, I'm helping to see who you were in that role. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, the clients that I work with haven't even thought about that in like yeah. 10 or 15 years. And so I just think it's such cool work to to think about how badass we are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that too. And it's nice to have somebody, I, I hope that listeners are hearing that you can go get help with it because the idea of creating a resume in 2022, if you haven't done it in even three years, but let's say it's been closer to 15 years, really daunting. So for somebody to pull that stuff out of you and then put it in the modern format is really valuable. Yes. (laughs) And I think that there probably are going to be quite a few listeners who maybe have been out of the workforce for a long time, like Missy and myself, (laughs) who because of COVID, I mean, a very horrible, tragic, just, I mean, yeah, we can't say how bad COVID has been, but there are some bright spots in terms of what it has taught companies and Mm -hmm. workers about how they can get work done. And, you know, maybe there is an opportunity to, you know, find something that works within your schedule in this new normal, you know, whether it's work from home or some additional flexibility that companies are willing to offer. But I do think that some of us who've been out of the workforce for a long time, maybe don't even know what we don't know as far as Mm -hmm. what are some of those structures that are available. So what are some of the things that maybe, you know, we should be looking at as a glimmer of hope of like, you know, you could do it this way, or you could do it this way for people who are considering going back to work. Yeah. I think one thing that I'm seeing a lot of clients they're looking for is the flexibility piece that you've mentioned. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, it can be such a concern that it, it blocks us from moving forward with getting back into the workforce Mm -hmm. because we're just so fearful. I mean, and rightly so the past couple of years, it's just been really, really hard for moms mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. But working or not. And so we've collected a, a really thick blanket of concern. And so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one thing that 
I've read recently that was interesting is since 2019, and this was on LinkedIn, they have found a 343% uptick in the searching and use of the word flexibility. And so um, more companies are seeing that and they're, mm -hmm. they know if we're going to acquire strong talent, we have to build in this flexibility piece to our mm -hmm. work structure. Another thing that I have read is, um, and this was from FlexJobs, that a large majority of companies have a flexibility plan, but it's not clearly defined <laughs> what that looks like. Yeah. So we, as a, if you're going back into the workforce, you have an opportunity to write that yourself and to tell your next employer, this is what I need in terms of, my, of what flexibility looks like for me and articulate that in a way that we weren't able to do as freely, I think, before the pandemic, because I know that executives are talking about working moms in their boardrooms and making decisions and then part of business plans. And that wasn't happening before. And so mm -hmm. um, that's evidence and gives us more backing to really do that. So I think that alone is a big help, you know, for women yeah. that want to look to return to a professional setting. Another piece that is more and more common is building working peer communities and culture within mm. a workforce. So employee resource groups, mentorship, and just more awareness for managers to become more equipped to working with working parents. All of these things are happening. And so I think that will make the experience for working parents better, you know, than they were beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I touched a little bit on the what have I missed piece. One thing that I that I recommend for parents that may be thinking about coming back into the workforce is really taking a minute to understand what specifically they need for that position to get back into the workforce. Because um, a lot, oftentimes it's uh, debilitating to think about, I feel so behind, you know, but if you look at the job description or even um, recruiters are such a great asset or they're the hiring hmm. managers, what specifically do I need to know? And just asking more curated questions, more communication, I think across the board is something mm -hmm. that you can do and something that is more welcomed than beforehand. So ho hopefully that will give some listeners some a little bit more optimism around yeah. um, the, the yeah. workforce right now. It seems to put a little yeah. bit more of the power on our side than probably Completely. it ever has before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You made me think about that interview process. Mm -hmm. And so I have a ton of interview anxiety. Like I have interviewed a true interview maybe once mm -hmm. in the last 15 years. I think so. I've gotten work through friends of friends, that kind of thing, but really sitting down and having an interview. And I'm thinking about this in terms of, okay, so we have this great opportunity to go in and say, I need flexibility. And oh, also I've been out of the workforce for all these years, but this is what I can bring to this position. How is that interview going to go? What kind of questions can we expect to get? And you've already touched a little bit on what kind of questions we should be prepared to ask. But <laughs> what are they going to be asking us when they're like, so yeah, you were out of work for 15 years and now you're coming in saying you want this perfect, flexible job. <laughs> 100% of the clients that I work with say the exact same thing that you just said, that 
interviews are a big source of anxiety for them. So mock interviews are something that I build into the package. And that is probably the number one most confidence boosting exercises that we or sessions that we go through. So I think that would be something that I recommend before even getting into the interview is doing a mock interview, just especially if you haven't done it in a while. So you're in like a really safe zone. There's feedback, but also support and it, it'll, Mm -hmm. and then when you get into the interview seat, then it just feels like, okay, it hasn't been that long. I don't have I've kind of dusted off the cobwebs, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. um, more confident and comfortable in the seat. But some things to expect, the interview process has changed in the last 10 or 15 years, if it's been that long. Oftentimes they are a little bit longer and this isn't with every company, but there's a, a vetting session where it's a quick kind of 20 to 30 minutes with the hiring manager just to add, run through a couple of questions. So there's that first interview mm-hmm. um, that's really kind of a quick, like, what what just happened? You know, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't that know. That still not... sounds pretty long. <laughs> I know. I know. But I guess that's just the, are they going to even potentially be a fit for us yes. kind of interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the second is with a hiring manager and then the third, maybe with the team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so where they weren't a while ago, maybe just that one middle with the hiring manager, mm-hmm. maybe they would have that you would go on a tour around the office or something and afterward. Yeah. Now it's broken down into three. Um, another kind of interview trend is to show some type of work or example. So even my second to last position, I was asked to do a, a quick presentation and do some research and things like that. So that's not abnormal now. So huh. one thing that I work with clients on is how can you go above and beyond this assignment? How can you really show the company that you have done your research. So little things like if you build out a, a presentation or something using colors and their kind of their brand, you know, that's just mm-hmm. one little thing that you can mm-hmm. do. So that's another addition that has that has happened in the interview process. Just those three things and that awareness, just getting ahead of it and knowing that that may be coming is helpful to know. And I think helps maybe someone that hasn't done it in a world, just get a clearer yeah. picture of what that might look like. Because yeah. it's, I mean, the whole process must take quite a bit longer. It's not like you might go sit down, have a chat and the next day they call and say, you're in which is kind <laughs> of how we used to do it. Yes. yes. Or sometimes yes. during the actual interview. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. When can you start? Yeah. Back yeah. in the time of dot coms, it was a glorious I was time. Asked, I want to say like, oh, this was a long time ago before I had kids. It was a long time ago. Um, had to have been at least 20 years. But I was asked to do a, a big project, basically plan an entire fundraising event. Mm. And they wanted me to do it in something like 36 hours. It was insane. And to me at that point, that was a huge red flag because I thought I don't have, like I was currently working mm. and I was like, I don't have the next 36 hours to create an entire fundraising event. It just, to me, bells went off about their culture that I was like, I'm not going to like it here. And so I just told them, I'm not going to do that step. I don't think we're a fit. Thank you, but no, thank you. And they were really offended that I wouldn't do that mm. step as well. Yeah. They probably wanted <laughs> they would- the plan. <laughs> Well, that's what I was like, well, like, what if I do this and I don't get hired? But yeah, I think they did want somebody to do this event for free, <laughs> basically what they were after. <laughs> just, that's it was not good. 
That's tricky. Yeah. Yeah, But it's good to know that now there is some sort of structure and expectation in place that people are doing this. Like if I went into it knowing I might have to do that, it It would be different, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was way out of left field back in the 1990s. (laughs) Yeah. And 36 hours. That is, that is a big time commitment. And it was the holidays too. It was going to be like due on December 24th or something insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like also I have company. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, Sorry, wow. kids. No presents this year. I yeah. had to do a 36 hour fun yeah. All my alarm bells were going off. I was like, I think working for these people <laughs> might not go well. Yeah. So yeah. now, yeah. oh, uh, both interview wise and resume wise, it does seem like another silver lining of COVID is that maybe there is a little more understanding about why people do have career gaps. Uh, maybe not necessarily yeah. 15 years, but um, the, <laughs> cannot blame you know, that, that on COVID. That there are gaps. So, how do people address those on their resume or if it comes up in the interview? Is it mm-hmm. one of those things that you just acknowledge and move on, or do you belabor the point? How? What are your recommendations there? Well, I think LinkedIn added an option on your profile, something to show that there is. I can't like remember a the homemaker. wording. I yeah. can't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's a specific term for it. Right. Yeah. So I think there's definitely more, like you said, there's definitely more awareness and for your interview and then also for your resume. The most important thing is to continue to build out a whole story of your career. Mm-hmm. What we don't want to mm-hmm. do is have the person that is reading your resume question what's happening here or, or not know of some things that you have been doing Mm -hmm. that could be useful. So I just really work with moms to figure out some things that they have been doing, the transferable skills. Um, A a lot of the women that I work with have done such impactful work with the PTA. And I think Mm -hmm. that that should definitely be on your resume, but also things just day-to-day, the demands and the work of motherhood, that is valuable too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for you guys, the, all of the work that goes into a podcast, the marketing for that, there are so many different like channels. So I think another important thing, so number one, the career, just building out a career story, but also number two, thinking about what have I done in this project that I might likely do in my next role or that the hiring manager would want, might want to see. Mm-hmm. So, um, just maybe even going through the job description of a position that you're interested in applying for and seeing some overlaps there and being able to speak to those overlaps in an interview, I think is definitely something that needs to happen and should be the focus point rather than, oh, I I wasn't officially with a company for X amount of years. Mm -hmm. Thinking more about what have I done that will continue to add value. Yeah. And then, and also the career summary, both in your LinkedIn and in your resume, that's a really great way to bring it all together and have it at the top of your resume. And so it's kind of like the book jacket almost of your career story and having that really clean, um, the process of building that out, but then also having that at the top. I love that. Yeah. And so for, for some some moms who maybe still are at home and are not envisioning going back to work anytime mm-hmm. soon, but 
both for the idea of wanting to make this story compelling someday Mm -hmm. and also just for their own sanity of doing some things when they're at home that are engaging, you know, different parts of their brain outside of just, you know, quote unquote mom stuff. What are some tips for things that they can do to explore it and try to even figure out what some of their interests are, but then also any tips for, you know, getting buy-in from you know, family, uh, you know, mm-hmm. getting, if it's a matter of needing to find uh, some kind of childcare swap with friends or whatever, to any creative solutions for making that even a possibility. Yeah. Two books that come to mind that would be my first stop in figuring out a, a passion project kind of, if you're feeling like you just want something is one is the artist way. Oh, um, that's a good that one. That one is just so good. And I love that there's the journaling piece too and the questions with each one. If I mean, just taking a year of your life and just like letting that soak in and I think is, I don't know, a project within itself that would be really I fulfilling, could, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, another one is a unicorn space. Um, it's the same writer that wrote the, the Fair Play Book. And what was that again? Unicorn. Eve, Ro- Eve Rodsky, Um Okay. Unicorn, the, unicorn space. space. It just came out, so it's pretty. It's Ooh. pretty fresh. But um, I just love the title. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> yes. So um, the fair play method that I'm certified in is all about more equity in the home, and so she really looks at the home systematically, and so go into your kind of sub question of how to orchestrate more time in your life to mm-hmm. have to do some stuff for your heart work for yourself, you know, passion yeah. projects. That is a good first step to figure out how to do that. And some work with my clients, I, I help them with that because returning to work shuffles things around at home, right? So maybe Big if time. you have been doing a lot of the invisible labor at home, and then you return to work, it can often preclude a person from doing the things that they want to do because they're so overwhelmed. Like, who will do the dishes? I don't even know, like, what what will, <laughs> what will happen? Or the laundry, you know? And so that is a really good first step is that is that goal. And the unicorn space is what is a system in exploring the passion projects that come from more equity in the home and giving yourself more space. Oh my gosh. Explore those. Uh, I need to read this weekend reading immediately. (laughs) No. I know. I had to yeah. laugh. As soon as she said, I've got some books, I heard your pen click, Mickey. I, mean, see, I, I was like, click, click. Yeah. I was like, here I go. I'm writing. Um, oh, I God. love that. And I love that you bring up how the home shifts. I think that's a really important <laughs> topic and that we are pushing it today. I don't have time to dive all the way into it, but I think it's really important for women to consider that and men if they've yeah. been home all parents need to look at what is going on in their home right now and how that's going to change. And I remember when I took on a, it was a contract, but it was going to be around 20 hours a week at times. And my kids were little. I thought they wouldn't say a thing when I said, Oh, I'm going to be, it was a really cool place. I was doing this contract with, and I was like, this place is awesome. I'm going to work about 20 hours a week with them. My kids went, what about us? (laughs) You're going to be fine. (laughs) But (laughs) They did. I, we had to think through it. We had to look and they, they realized ultimately they had no idea when I was working, when I wasn't, I did it all when they were at school, their life didn't change at all, but 
their first thought was, oh no. And I'm sure my husband's first thought was like, Ooh, oh. that's going to be, because I wasn't, I was going to be working there some of the time too, instead mm-hmm. of just at home all the time. And it was a shift in our life. Mm-hmm. So you do need to think about what do things look like? What, who is going to start the laundry on Tuesday? If now you're not here on Tuesday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think we're mm-hmm. going to need to have a pet therapist on when people go back to work and talk about, I think the pets are going to be the ones who are really freaking out as people are like, wait a minute. I mean, almost all the time somebody is home at our house. I when know. Mark works here. I work here for a long time. Nobody went to school. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They're going to be so sad. Pet therapist. I tell you, that's going to be the new trending career. Tell that to your clients. <laughs> I need to tell my kids. I would. They're going to be a wreck. Oh my goodness. It's so true. Lots of pandemic dogs were adopted. And they're going to be like, yes. what the hell? They've never known a life without everybody around. Well, I guess we've yeah. gone back to school, but even that was a little shocking. The dog was like, Oh, it was really shocking at our house. I, we had one who just would like check the rooms, you know, for a little while. And then eventually be like, I guess they're not here. (laughs) It it took a while. (laughs) I've lost the children. Mm. Eh, Oh, well, (laughs) yeah. And like, you could tell he was worried and wanted us to be worried. And we were like, they're, we're good. They're going to come home later. It's all, but there was a little bit of pacing. Whereas our older dog was like, see you later, kids have a great life. I told you we could go on some tangents <laughs> before, <laughs> before we go too far, before the look, listen, learn, I want to make sure people know where to find you and get yes. information about you. And do you do uh, seminars or group things? Or are you primarily one-on-one? Yeah, I am primarily one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I just, I've thought about that, but I just, every mom is so unique and that's very important for me to just customize and cater to what they need. Um, so you can find more about me at, on our website, it's, uh, www.marketable-mama.com. And then I'm also on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. And those are probably the top three spots that All I'm right. circling around and I try not to do too many things because it's, that can become a job within itself. All of oh, the channels. Yes. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. And we'll have links to all of those in the show notes, just in case anybody didn't get to jot that down. Didn't hear the click yes. of the pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if they're driving, maybe they're driving, yeah, or, driving. or walking or something. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for some look, listen, learns? Yes. So our look, listen, learns, if you're listening for the first time, are a time for us to share something outside of our normal scope. That's something we're reading, watching, listening to, buying, whatever the case may be, favorite product. (laughs) Sometimes they're super helpful and you learn a lot. And sometimes it's fluff city. You never know what you're going to get. (laughs) Uh, And we don't like to make our guests go first. So Suzanne, what are you look, listening, learning this week? Okay. My learn is a tribute to my mother. Because uh, <laughs> kind of, we'll wait till you hear it. Uh, she would uh, always come back from her doctor's appointments or whatever and complain like, why do you come away from the doctor's appointment with this lab slip to go get a bunch of tests done? Especially like I've had my thyroid disorder since college. I've had my cholesterol issues the same amount of time. And I always get the same thing, but they usually send you after the doctor's appointment with this slip to go get your blood drawn. And she's like, why don't they do that? Like, 
the month before, a couple of weeks before. So it's ready and you actually have something to talk about. And for the longest time, she would complain about it. And I would roll my eyes. and I'd be like, it's just the way it is, mom. <laughs> like, but then as I was thinking about it more and more, I was like, that makes total sense. So I just did that for my most recent doctor's appointment. I ordered the labs and I even said like, this is what I usually get. I made it really easy for them. And sure enough, they did it. The results came back like Thursday, Friday last week. And I had my appointment on Monday and we actually had meaningful conversations right. about what it said. And it actually talked me down a little off the ledge too, because I also encourage you not to read your own lab reports. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> they made the I mistake of emailing them to me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> because my my cholesterol is bad and I'm on medication and it's still bad. But literally I got the results as we were driving to Whataburger. <laughs> I was like, this is my last chicken sandwich and fries. That's awesome. That's uh, a really great timing. Yeah, that was. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm not going to read too much into it, except for the fact that I did order that Mediterranean cookbook as soon as I got it. Um, so yes, but I just think if that is something that would make sense for you, obviously, you know, if they find something new when you're in the doctors, they'll send you right. to go get further information about that. But if, if you are always getting your certain blood things tested, do it before your doctor's appointment or suggest it to your doctor for next time. Cause it really was probably the best doctor's appointment I've ever had. Cause we had something to talk about besides, right. well, what if this, and what if this, so right. highly recommend good job, mom. I'm sorry. I rolled my eyes at you. <laughs> Mom's and, a lot. I know I do do that a lot. I'm, I'm still 16 at heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. And let's see, my listen, your college bound kid, which is a podcast. And my favorite part about it is that it's even longer than our podcast, Missy, which we have a hard time keeping under an hour. Most of theirs are around two hours. Some of them are even more. So you got to be ready to deep dive. Like they have entire segments of it. It's like, yeah, but it's really deep dives into pretty much every subject that you can imagine around your kids going to college, obviously. And then there's another one called the high school hamster wheel that I really like. And there are unlimited numbers of podcasts that you can listen to, but I have found those to just be, I don't know, they're all really great information. These two just kind of fit. I don't know. It just, yeah, it just felt right. So these are two that I would highly recommend starting with because next week, spring break, we are back to back New York, Providence. Where else am I going? Oh, we're stopping by Yale just for fun. We're going to tour Yale. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. They might really be short on bright, art bright girl. from Texas. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you never know what the quota they're trying to hit. So uh, since we're driving through it, we're like, we're going to stop in there for lunch. Might as well do a tour. Um, right. So yeah, we're going to be doing that. So yeah, I'm putting as much of the actual work on my daughter. I'm following Julie Lithcott-Hames. I'm trying mm-hmm. not to like be the umbrella parent that shows up at my kids college interviews and stuff um but I'm also one of the college like Facebook groups there's like mom's groups for the college and they're worried about like finding their kids friends and roommates and like like so there was one that was like who will get my child up in the morning who your child (laughs) (laughs) who's been getting your child up like I don't get mine up now. I never have. Oh my um, God. They, so they're funny. more likely to get me up. Mornings are not my thing. Yeah. But- oh no. I have to come and get me in the morning. 
Oh, yeah, whoops, I'm not usually amazing. supposed to say his name. My son has to come get me up in the morning and <laughs> yeah, let me know he's leaving. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I highly recommend and I've not been looking at anything. <laughs> I'm I sure it. I have. I just don't know. I get it. How about you, Emily? Okay, so I had, I was really excited about this assignment. Um, Yay! And I, I wanted to kind of have the same things as that I was bringing into the conversation too. So the first thing is um, art museums are really important to me, but I never feel like I can squeeze them in or go with the kids. It's just, and it's something that has really bugged me that I just feel like I can't do something that I really enjoy doing. So I I went to a used bookstore. I bought a really thick art book with lots of pages and I sat on my couch and I looked at the art book with a glass of wine. And it was like, I was at the art museum and my kids would kind of circle around notice what I was looking at, ask me questions. We had these really cool conversations about different paintings and it was better yeah so and maybe just, gives them a little more excited about the next time you do drag them to a museum now that yes. they pull into it a little bit yeah but it just it made me think what else have I been telling myself that I can't do but yeah. you know and that I can like customize so anyway that was um really interesting have you done any virtual tours of museums there's a lot, I think, now yeah. that you can actually do virtual That's tours. A great idea. If you feel like that taking is. things next level, then you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to get off the couch, maybe. But <laughs> that, that is maybe a good not. idea. I'll definitely check that out, especially for ones that are away from where I, you know, like mm-hmm. right, the, right, moment or something like that. But so a book that I was thinking about is um, how Eskimos keep their babies warm. Have you? Guess uh-uh. heard of that? No, uh-uh. no. And it, again, I love just the title. I know I'm exactly. Right yeah. So I've been thinking about just wanting to build more worldwide connection. I think with everything going on, and so this book is really uh, it shows motherhood and different cultures, different countries, and so it's just a really if you're yearning for that same wanting to be connected to something maybe bigger than yourself or like shift your perspectives about motherhood that book is is really special so I think sounds timely that sounds amazing and I do think I do think that mothers have the ability to really turn the world around I mean once you do find that unifying thread that holds us all together I mean, just everybody wants their babies to be safe and to be mm-hmm. happy and healthy and, and warm and warm and warm yeah. like the Eskimo ones. I'm just wondering. I mean, that just sounds like an amazing oh, Mother's yeah. Day gift. I've given it to a few friends for um, baby showers. It's oh, a good, that's it's, a good idea too. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So everybody go get how Eskimos keep their babies warm for Mother's Day <laughs> gifts. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> So one thing that I've been doing on podcasts, I, I tend to circle around on the same batch yep. that I really like. And I know if I listen, it'll trigger yeah. something. So yeah. I've been actively going out of the box and going more towards like my interests rather than mom stuff. Or uh-huh. um, And that's one thing kind of piggybacking on what we were talking about earlier, a way to do something outside of the spheres of yourself. Anyway, I've been listening to like art and design podcasts, animal mm. podcasts, history kind of things, just like completely not 
work getting into the same mm-hmm. podcast that I usually listen to, but I have to actively do it. So tempting, right? To go to my normal. Yes. Cues, oh, so. for sure. <laughs> no, that sure. is There's such a time a and a place idea. for that too, that you just yes. want whatever is your comfort listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's a great tip too, to like actively search for things that might pique your interest. Yes. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. Oh, I want to hear awesome. yours, Missy. All right, Missy. All right. What do you look, listen, learning? All right. So speaking of new podcasts, I found a new one that's not new. I think it's been out at least a couple of years, but it's called A Slight Change of Plans with Maya <laughs> Shankar. So good. So good. It's from Pushkin Podcasts and she's amazing. Do y'all know who she is? I just, cause you send the episodes to me and say, oh, yeah, I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've said, Suzanne said, we're like, we have to have this person on. Um, so she's a cognitive scientist. So already like, I just love her. She trained at, um, Stanford, Oxford and Yale. So she's very smarty pants. Yeah. Total smarty pants. I'll go visit and, her at uh, Yale. Yeah. yeah. And she <laughs> um, was an advisor in the Obama white house and has had this really interesting career and the podcast, she talks to people just about big changes that happen. Famous people, regular people, anytime they've had some sort of big pivot or change in their lives. And then she talks to scientists as well about some of the stuff that goes on behind that. Highly recommend it. Can I recommend it enough? I love her voice. I love all of it. So that's a good one. And, um, my watching this week is dumb. I've been watching. There's a new Law and Order. Did y'all know that? The sound like does that. Like it is. I have watched Law and Order pretty much since the beginning, probably, which I was probably too young to be watching it. I don't know. I love it. And some of the old characters are back and it's just anyway. There's, I've maybe, I've watched one and a half episodes, I think. I don't know how many there are yet. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of what? I know. Am I missing out? Uh, I've watched at least some of all of the spinoffs. Not all of them stuck and not all of them were my favorite, but um, I I watched How long has it been on? It's been out ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, The original Law and Order was I think Grey's Anatomy has outrun them now, but was like the longest running. Mm. I'm telling this all wrong. Probably maybe it's SVU. That's the longest running procedural drama. But the original one was on. I I can't, I can't think of a time in my life. I wasn't watching it. Um, I'm not sure when it first started. And then this is actually a reboot of the original law and order. So not SVU or criminal intent or any of the others, or it's a reboot of the original law and order and it's kind of a casting kind of funny some of it's kind of funny I don't think it's supposed to be funny but um <laughs> I still I just love it for nostalgia purposes Mark was laughing at me because I one night was folding laundry and like it was my wind down time and he was like are you winding down with law and order and I'm like better than a murder podcast <laughs> better than a murder podcast but yeah but it is a little am... comforting people you're familiar with it's kind totally. of like how my husband watches West Wing like once a year oh. watches the whole series so yeah Yes. I mean, it's total. I'm a law and order geek. Like multiple times we've been in New York and we've happened upon filming so much fun Mm -hmm. because they're filming on the streets and Mark's like a normal person would just be like, oh, cool. And I make him stand and wait and watch, you know, like, who are we going to see? It's my dream to run into iced tea on the street. And I have not done Maybe they'll be filming when I'm there next week. (laughs) Yeah. Look, if you are walking along, especially if you're down in that area and you start to see a bunch of cords taped on the street, Something I'll, is being filmed nearby. I'm going to follow the cord. Mm-hmm. I'll send the so, kids one direction. I'll go one direction until we find where the cord leads to. Mark is like, oh, shit, she saw cords. I'm sure he's like, let's <laughs> go. And I'm like, ah, 
TV is happening around here. Something is happening. <laughs> We're going. We are going straight to the courthouse steps. And oh we've I made him stand there before. And we saw them filming a scene. So if I ever try to kidnap you, I'm going to know how to lure you into the back of my car. <laughs> totally. I will come straight <laughs> to your put van. put a cord in there. <laughs> yeah. I'll come straight to your van to see what TV show you're filming. So. <laughs> Just, just write law and order on the back. <laughs> totally. Ice tea this way. <laughs> so, um, oh that gosh. ridiculousness aside, what I'm learning is everything I need to know about having a new driver in the house. <gasps> so by the time this episode runs, we'll be old hat at it. But as of recording, we will officially have a licensed driver next week. Oh my God. <sighs> I'm I think so Zoe scared. may get married before she gets her driver's license. Yeah. She's just not interested, huh? She has had that permit for two years. <laughs> I don't know. She has zero interest. Yeah. I said, this is why you're looking yeah. at New York, aren't you? Cause you never have to want to have to drive. You don't have to drive. Oh my God. My kiddo cannot wait. He's like, I'm just going to go places. I don't know which places I'm just going places. <laughs> cannot wait. So we had to sit down the other day Come and pick up like, Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you take Zoe to school? <laughs> um, but yeah, we had to go through the rules of like our house rules and then remind him what is legally okay. There's all kinds of rules for new drivers and, you know, and talk about where we expected him to drive at this point. Cause I'm like, you can't, we're not just setting you free. Yeah. We're going to have to earn some trust and you're going to have to like, right now we're going to go to school and practice and home and in our, in our little bubble. And then we'll branch out of our bubble. So don't come walking in the door one weekend and go, can I drive to the neighboring town? Cause no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Go to San Antonio. Not. Yeah. Not happening. I pulled that in high school. My girlfriends and I, I grew up in Austin and we said, can we drive to San Antonio? We wanted to go to the river walk and our yeah. parents mm-hmm. were like, uh, no, you're 17 <laughs> and you don't know what you don't know. So we said, can we go to new Braunfels, which is about halfway. And like, there's a little town called green and there's a little shopping and stuff. And they said yes, which I still give my mom credit about all the time. Oh, no, and that's the craziest totally, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. But the craziest thing is we just went to New Braunfels and Green and came home like we were supposed to, because this was before mm. they could have tracked us. We could have gone to San Antonio. <laughs> like, but we just did what we were supposed to and came home. And it was a different town. And I mean, we drove yeah. up and down Mopac and went downtown and went to Sixth Street and went all kinds oh. of places. That's what I want for her. I want her to go find things, but yeah, go do things. What is the, while they're on friends being able to ride with a new driver? Cause, um, one, one one kid who's not a family member. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, they, they break it. I mean, I know they break it. I've seen lots of kids doing it, but under 18, it's one kid who's not a family member. And we have said that is our house rule as well as the rule of law yeah. and um he's as though he wanted to ride from pinballs the other night at like 11 o'clock i was like oh let's break the law <laughs> just can't one of your friends drive you right it's been but, really hard with no that's a good law i'm like oh you like i don't want to wait to the pool to take you from the pool to school yes like can't you get in a car but then i found out at one point that he was getting in the car with four other boys Oops. now one what he was riding with an 18 year old at one point but yeah. One of these kids was not 18 quite yet. And he was like, he's a really safe driver, mom. And first of all, no, he's not like there's, I'm sorry. None of you are. <laughs> You're all kids. I don't care how safe you think he is. He's a 17 year old boy. No, but uh, yeah, I'm like, but it's against the law. I'm like, you don't want him to get in trouble. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We need to start going to practice driving though. Cause yeah, she, she's going to graduate, move on and I not have done my responsibility of teaching her. It's easier drive. when they really want it. Like he really wants it. So there was no having to push this, you know, he's, I need to just ready. stop driving her places is what the thing is. Right. Uh-huh. right. If you're listening to this, Zoe, your ride is ending. No more free rides. Of course, you'll be listening to this in two months. So maybe by then we'll, we'll see. We'll see if by time this airs, (laughs) you should just make her pay you like Uber and you can have surge fees, like surge rates. You'd be like 1130 on a Saturday night is expensive friend. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I like where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this. Okay. Money talks in our house. I gotta say (laughs) kids are like, oh, I wanted that. But if I have to buy it, I don't, I don't want it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. That's. I think that's your look, listen, and learn. Yep. Is that right? I know I had three today. That's crazy. But you've had a very full week. I'm impressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this has been so fun. And you know what? I don't know. I, part of me is like, oh, I, having an income would be nice, especially as we're talking about doing college and stuff. And I do, I I'm still kind of mentally getting over my own hurdles of what that means for my own yeah. life. But as far as yep. what my hurdles were, thinking that, oh, I'm not qualified or, oh, you know, this career gap's going to hold me back. I really do feel like, no, I feel like I would feel a lot better post COVID going and, and interviewing and looking mm-hmm. at jobs. Um, that being said, there might be a lot of people who feel more confident and then, you know, that gets a little tighter yeah. as, uh, as it's harder to get those jobs. But I do think that it's the best time in a long time for people who have been out of the workforce and are thinking about going back to work to consider it and ask for the flexibility and things that they want. Um, yeah. The worst they can say is no. And hire somebody like Emily to help you with your LinkedIn and your resume and your interview skills, because it's in there. It's all in you. Yeah. You just need to get it out. Yes. One thing I'll leave on that is Full-time work is not the only option. I just did a Mm. talk on nine work options every parent should know. There are so many options. I'll run down them just real quick while we're leaving. Uh, Full-time, part-time, returnship, job share, temporary work, contract work, portfolio, freelance, and consulting. So the the career world is your oyster and Mm. you can bend it and make it what you need it to be. I love that. that. That is the perfect thing to <laughs> leave really it is. on. Yeah, mic, <laughs> mic drop for Emily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. well, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for your time. You. Really, really Thank appreciate you. it. It's been so fun getting to know you. Mm-hmm. And we'll you hope to too. have you back soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.